Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, John Schwab here, and welcome to the Curtain Call podcast. Curtain Call is a podcast that takes you deep behind the scenes of the theater world, bringing you in-depth conversations with the story makers that are shaping the future of theater. We pull back the curtain to reveal the stories behind the stories and give you a glimpse into the backstage world like, well, really no other podcast does. This week, I'm chatting with some of the cast and creative team behind the premiere of Eric Henry Sanders' play, Maybe, Probably, a play about two couples as they navigate the hilarious waters of preparing to have a baby or, you know, having recently had one. Now we are all either the product of this process or have gone through it ourselves, so I know you can relate. Sanders isn't uh, new to London and UK theatre, with his work being seen yeah, here in London and, and the Edinburgh Fringe. And he's also worked with maybe probably his director, Lydia Parker. And uh, it turns out that one of the cast members, too, um, coincidentally cast in Sanders' first play. Uh, I won't tell you how long ago, because it would be unfair to both playwright and cast member, who is a friend of mine. Full disclosure, I sat down with Sanders and Parker, as well as cast members Christy Meyer, Maria Teresa Creasy, and Lance Fuller. Uh, they spoke of the joys of returning to the theater, and especially in a comedy, and also the process of discovering just what they could bring to the production from their personal experiences. Have a listen. Hello, I am Lydia Parker, and I am directing Maybe Probably. I am Eric Henry Sanders, and I'm the playwright of Maybe Probably. I'm Christy Meyer, and I'm playing Kate. Uh, my name's Lance Fuller, and I play Hugh. Uh, my name is Maria Teresa Creasy, and I play Zoe. Tell me, how did we get here? <laughs> how, how did we get here? Where, 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 are we, uh, where does Maybe Probably, because I've read a little bit from the website, it's had a bit of a journey. Yeah. It's won some awards, always good. Yeah. Uh, you know, competitions and things. How have we, if I can direct uh, the questions to you guys. Yeah, so uh, Eric and I met back in, I think it was 2014, when I produced um, Obama America, which was a festival of short American plays at Theatre 503. And Eric had sent in his play, Bong Hits for Jesus, which was this brilliant short play. Amazing. Um, 
And I didn't direct that one, but we stayed in touch. And he kept saying, you know, oh, I'd really like to play on in London. And we were torn between this and Reservoir, which I directed a reading of, I can't remember what year, but Christie was in that. And, um, and I said, you know, gosh, I love Reservoir, but it's so depressing. I really want to do a comedy. Um, so we decided on maybe probably, and we've been talking about it for a long time, but then of course, pandemic hit. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a bit of a delay. And then, you know, we thought, you know what, this is the year to do it. So that, here we are. Yeah. And coming out of the pandemic, it seems like doing a comedy, sort of heartfelt comedy about renewal and birth and all of these things just seemed really appropriate. So, um, yeah. and, and was it strictly, have you, had you thought about London as a, as a place, as a city for it to come to? I mean, it's, it's, you've had a couple plays here now. Is it a, a place that you, a destination that you think your plays sit well with there? Absolutely. I mean, um, I live in Western Massachusetts, but generally, um, and uh, you know, my background is in Chicago, but um, being from New York and having worked done in New York and working with Lydia here, among others, in London has been just absolutely perfect. And so um, it, it's, you know, two great theater towns, New York and London. And so uh, hopefully this is the right spot for it. And maybe we can even bring it back there too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you guys, just jump in. You, there's no, there's, we don't have to go around in a circle. Huh. It's, it's, it's yeah. not a meeting, as it were. Um, just how, how did you get involved? Was it Lydia reaching out? Or did you hear about it? Was it casting? or? Straight offer for me. Nice. <laughs> what? <laughs> nice. Yeah. You and I will talk later. I think I auditioned about 15 years ago when I did Eric's first play. <laughs> I did Eric's first play called Where's Annie at the Hudson Stage Company. Oh, wow. And I knew him there and we kind of reconnected when we did a reading that Lydia's already mentioned. And, and that was actually hilarious because Lydia cast Christy in that reading without knowing that we had this connection. And so, and in fact, I don't think I really knew that, like I saw your name, but it didn't really register didn't, until I saw no, you in person. not until you came Such up. Such a weird small world. It's, right? yeah. it's awesome. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so great. So yeah, so um, yeah, so we we did a reading, you know, we, we read through a couple of years ago before the pandemic yeah. and then the pandemic hit and then... Right. Well, did, um, did all of you do that reading or did... We both did, Kurt and Christy and I both yeah. did. What the boys were just not like up to it. <laughs> <laughs> were we both pregnant at the time as well? We were both pregnant we were at the time. With our, with our second. Oh my God. Yeah, we were both pregnant. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So I, I've worked with Maria before on Our American Cousin at the Fembra and Christy, I, I'd worked with on uh, the reading, Ross's reading. But I mean, I, I had, I don't know, I had Christy in mind right from the start as Kate. I just thought she is Kate. She has to play this. And, you know, and after Maria did our, our little reading, you know, just in a studio, I was like, oh my God, yes. Maria so I did audition. Is Zoe. But but it's really lovely to work with actors I've worked with before. Yeah. We just kind of understand each other. And Lance, I've seen I mean, I've seen you around. I don't know how much we've worked together, but you know, we've we've I've seen you on the circuit here as well. Like, yeah. you know. It, have you worked with Lydia before? Or? We we did a reading of like she directed the you know American Actors yeah. UK right. Uh, we think two thousand fourteen or maybe even earlier there was a yeah. the the play festival and and I was in a show she directed then, 
And then when she would mention this show, I looked at who was already in it. Oh, right. And I was like, those are all people I know and I want to work with. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was it. I was going, yes, because I know Christy, but we've never met in person. We knew each other, we knew of each other, mm. but had never met in person. Mm. Corey and I did one day on set together uh, in 2016 for Conjuring 2. Okay. And so I, I, I remembered him. I'm not sure he remembered me, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun because you're like, hey, we, we actually did meet each other once before, but yeah. So it was, it was a really big draw before I'd even read the play to be like, yeah, totally. I want to work with all these people. And that's, then, that's great. And then once you read the play, yeah. you totally fell in love. Yeah. That was I could see Lance was going there. <laughs> yeah, the next thing. But that's it. Once you, you're like, sure, send me the play. And I read it that day and went, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Because it's just you know when you read something, you go, ha, ah, you know. Because it's easy, it's it's easier to laugh when there's other people doing stuff. Mm. And sometimes when you're reading it yourself, it's harder to to have the joke land. But I was laughing, so I was yeah. like, yeah, I totally want to do this. I, mean, I think this is one of those rare plays where the dialogue jumps off the page yeah. at you. It's just a beautifully written script. And I mean... And anyone with a family or oh. having had kids is going to immediately just be so familiar with the situations and the horror and the <laughs> hilarity and, the, yeah. and the, the enormous change of going from being kidless, mm. childless to to what that introduces but to your life. anyone who's like around people who are in that yeah. life, because you know the, the, like the hurricane that yeah. is people with young children, and you're like, whoa, thank God it's not me. And then yeah. it's you know, kind of It's there. very cool. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm, I'm going to feel like we're on the other side of that, which is amazing. But um, <laughs> but also, you know, uh, we, have, we have a 14-year-old. Uh, he's not going to listen to this. It doesn't matter. I mean, he can be a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, he's, a, he's a great kid, but... Sammy, if you are listening to this, buck up. No, um, Sammy's real name. Sammy's real name. I know, Sammy's real So we, okay, we, we, we're getting a hint of what maybe probably is about, I should ask the playwright to give me a kind of a synopsis. Oh, God, I haven't done the elevator pitch in a while. It doesn't uh, need to be the elevator, but you can, you can fumble around it. I'm sure we'll get the gist. It's, uh, the, the story is about a couple uh, t in 10 scenes representing the 10 months leading up to the birth of their first child. So um, each scene, as as we progress from not having, not being pregnant, and yet not even really wanting children, um, it progresses all the way to the moment before they're about to give birth. So, um, but it's a comedy, and then there's this secondary couple, um, and they have a toddler, mm -hmm. which uh, off stage because having them on stage is would be a nightmare. And uh, uh, but and they and they are experiencing both the um the joys of parenthood if we can put it that way uh with the toddler and also um they're coming to their own decisions about having a second child okay Did okay that, yeah. it, we, are we all parents here uh yes so part, part of the funny thing too, not, lance, for lance, not lance not lance but, but lance has got the smuggest smile on his he's always the most, yeah. he's always the most well rested he's well rested <laughs> i guess commented on often he knew his lines before anybody else i was like you have too much time on your hands oh there's God. a natural joy yeah. in his yeah, 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 yeah. he's not worn down but, well, his Corey, clothes are new yeah, clean, yeah clean as well yeah. clean cory's a dad Right. Dad. And uh, actually, my daughter, Serena, used to babysit for his kids, which is a funny thing because he's kind of a neighbor of mine. Um, but but it is that thing where we'll be in rehearsal going, 
you know, what was your labor like? Oh my God, mine was like this, you know, and then go, oh, what was your pregnancy like? Comparing notes, you know, and then Eric, now, now that he's here saying, well, you know, for my wife, it was like this. And Corey saying, no, ours was like this. So it, lots of experiences, which it's, it's, it brings it all back. But also, you know, when I read the play, well, for me, I'm, I'm from New York. Both my daughters were born in Brooklyn. This takes place in Park Slope, Brooklyn, which was down the road. And it's like, wait a minute, that was me. I mean, I, it wasn't later in life. I have my kids much younger, but it's still, you know, it kind of brings back these memories of, of everything that you go through. And it was just so real for me, but also all the humor is very real too. And that's what I love about the play. It's a comedy. It's not slapstick. It's not farce. It comes from a very, very real place of the fears that you go through. Yeah, especially when, when you've waited mm -hmm. almost four decades to have a child and your life is pretty set and you have you're pretty set in your ways you know but then that uh that hour approaches the, of the eggs you know yeah. getting a bit old and you kind of go well this is our last shot should we do it should we mm. take that leap of faith so um it is i think it is resonant for a lot of women that that wait these days to have yeah. a child yeah I was going to say, in that moment, too, I think women sort of, like, the clock is ticking. Yeah. Maybe the clock has... Ticked? Ticked. Has talked? Talked? That's a different podcast. I know. I was very, very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a very different podcast. But, you know, yeah. like, that, like that, I think that women universally, whether or not they decide to have children, do have that moment. I think I have friends who have been like that where they think do I want to, do I not? And then they choose not to, but there is something like chemical. There's something hormonal in a woman that you sort of, whether or not you choose to, something kicks in if you haven't done it. And I think it's quite common now for women to wait because yeah. you're thinking careers, you're thinking yeah. like, what's, you know, what's going to happen. And then that thing happens where you're like, oh, yeah, maybe. And, and what I love about the play is, and I've, I've done development work on this play in a number of places at the Goodman theater and, Florida Repertory Theater and, and just uh, and in New York, uh, the New Group and a bunch of other places. And what I love about it, and first of all, I, I absolutely adore this cast. I love the people I'm working with. It's the exact right place to, to premiere it. And uh, what, but what's been wonderful about seeing uh, audiences respond to it and seeing people develop it together is that it always brings up this kind of connection to human, to, mm. to, uh, to their own experiences their own connection to humanity in sort of a bigger, broader sense. And so there's, there's all the humor of it, but there's, there's this deep, you know, kind of connection of what it means to be human and whether, whether you're thinking about your, your own parents and what they were going through when you were born, or whether you're going through the experience of being a new parent or, or having kids who are older, uh, it's always this just sort of joyous thing of like, and, and jo joyous and, and um, honestly, like, nerve-wracking terrifying terrifying that's yeah. a good way to put it um, the but... complexities of that yeah of just being a human now we're going to take a tiny little break for a word from our sponsors be right back judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey everyone, this is Salisha Thomas from Black Hair in the Big Leagues, part of the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Curtain Call Podcast. Lance, are we making you feel like you should have babies? You should be a dad. <laughs> like, we're talking about being fun. No. You know, I mean, just in all honesty, as someone who doesn't have, uh, uh, a, you know, your own family uh, yeah. with kids, um, when you you're bringing something completely different to the piece because it's it feels like you know there is a, a, everyone else in the cast and uh, creative team do have the family coming from a, a different angle. Is it yeah fun to play? You know, bringing something. A, a different energy in? Or? It, it, it is. I mean, it's, it's the interesting thing is like, to be perfectly honest, yeah. we're coming at it from, I'm coming at it from the perspective of it's not that we didn't try. Right. So, um, so some of the stuff we talk about is actually like, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And it's whether or not at one point you, you decide to play it as someone who's like, no, we just never did it. Yeah. Or you're as someone who's like, I understand the struggles to get to that point. Yeah. And then, so you bring a lot of that, yeah, right? And this is an argument we've had, or not an argument, it's a discussion we've had, which is the character is very like seemingly chill, but I'm like, I think some of that comes from the struggle to get to where they got to. Yeah. I think you were talking about Eric, I think it's that childhood, parenthood, you know, we all know people who have gone through, especially at our, our ages, um, that who have had had a struggle or who have had children or whatever. So I think as a related, uh, as something that a play that someone can relate to, I think this is pretty spot on. Uh, yeah, know? It, it's. I think it's one of the nicest comments I had from an audience member. It was, it was at the Florida Repertory. Um, we had a big reading of it with about two hundred and fifty people in the audience, and the the this woman stood up who was probably in her early twenties, and she said, "I wasn't expecting to love this play because it wasn't a subject." that I was particularly interested in. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in having children at this stage of my life. I don't know if I ever will be. But but the the way that you know, but the humor and the way it was constructed and all of that and and the connection and I think she began thinking about her own parents and, and their struggles. So it brought all of that together in a way that's just so I, I was just so so joyous about mm-hmm. that comment because it, it it seemed like her it was meant to say it's relatable to a wider audience, yeah. not just parents. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. On uh, on a completely different, um, no, still related on a different tack. I mean, we're still coming out of what you were talking about, you know, about this pandemic thing, and um, you know, the big the big plays have all opened. They're back up and running, but the smaller theaters are still just beginning to kind of get back. Mm-hmm. How important is it to put on something that is funny to get people back in? And and you know, the second part of that question is, you know. Why? Why should people come and see? Maybe probably. Wow. I mean, I think you know, not just for the laughs. I mean, I have to say, when I tell my friends, and I'm like, it's a comedy this time, and the the look of relief on their faces, <laughs> you know. But also, I mean, I I think it's 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 more than that. This is very heartfelt. It's it's about, like Eric keeps saying, it's a love story. It's about a love story about a couple who decide to have a baby. And a lot of their worry is, is this going to change who we are? You know, and I think that's a major part of the story. It's funny, but it's also, there's so much more underneath it for me. And I think just coming out of a period of isolation, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be back in the theater. I think that's like yeah. the, you know, the major thing. Like, have, and getting to work with actors in person again, it's just like, yeah. 
I, I couldn't ask for anything more. I mean, it got really dark there for a while. It was kind Didn't of nice it? to just laugh a little, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of nice to have a little relief from that. You know. And thanks, Zoom. You did you did what we needed for a little while. <laughs> yes. But no. yes. And Lydia's also commented before, uh, throughout the process that the, that the Fringe venue is actually the perfect location for this play because most of the scenes are two-person scenes. It's a slice of life, you know, of every month of their pregnancy. And it, um, it just feels like an intimate, an intimate space will help it, you know, help you just help you kind of eavesdrop yeah. on their life. Yeah. I think it would suit any theater, but it is especially like in big theaters as well. But I do think you'll have a, you know, a particular intimacy that you might not get yeah. at a larger theater. Yeah. Being a fly on the wall almost. Yeah. In that space, yeah. Exactly, we're peeking into their lives. It was yeah. what it feels like to me. I mean, I always talk about I love immersive theater, but this is really immersive because the audience is right on top of yeah. the actors. You're in the, you're in the room. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Going through every emotion, you know, every expression on their face, the audience can see because they are right there, and that's what makes it so special, you know, in such an intimate small space. But it would transfer to a big theater very well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yes. any West With minimum rates of at least. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. okay. We'll make it work. <laughs> final, final question. Um, I always ask this as a final question. What would you like people to go away with when they come and see you, maybe, probably? What would you like them to leave the theater with? A smile. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll leave uh, with a smile and feeling really joyous. And I think that they will tell other people about it. I yeah. think that, that it's the kind of play where you want, you want other people to experience the thing that you've just gone through. Anything to add to that, guys? <laughs> well, but like, but I, I keep thinking too that it was always like we. I think we talk about it like a comedy and generally call it that, but like that never like that doesn't work unless there are moments that are really hard or the moments that contrast. And it talks about it in the play, right? The contrast of difficulty in life with joy in life is what makes the joy even greater. Yeah. So there's some really tough moments. Mm. And a lot of funny moments around those because just we, we laugh at people freaking out about stuff. Yeah. That's just always funny to us. But that's so yeah. I think they go away going, yeah, that was funny and really got to me as well. Yeah, and ultimately a sense of hope. I think mm. that um, you know that we don't always walk out of the theater with. <laughs> <laughs> I've been yeah. in this. I've been in this kind of place. <laughs> But that the story is uplifting ultimately, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and and you can, I think, walk away a little bit on a cloud with that. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I was gonna say warm and fuzzy feeling, but warm I feel like fuzzy. that is much more eloquent. So yeah. Well, done. well, warm and fuzzy <laughs> is the elevator pitch version. Of what like <laughs> um, and it wasn't my final question. Where can, where can we see it? Uh, we are at the Old Red Lion Theater, um, which is near Angel. Tube. It's on the 20th of September to the 15th of October. And I have to add, we have two parent and baby matinees. On nice. Thursdays, the 6th and 13th of October at 2 p.m. And we really want to encourage parents to come in who have babies and can't usually get to the theater. Please come and see this play because it's your life. And you don't get to see that very often what, on I stage. I think that's going to be, I'm going to come to both of those matinees yeah, and encourage <laughs> my worst children I know to come and just 
tantrum it up. <laughs> tantrum it up. Thank you, listen, guys. Thank you so much for talking with me. Um, thank you. Thank you. Legs on one, and um, yeah, see you on there on the stage. See you in the old Red Lion Theater. Great. Playwright Eric Henry Sanders, director Lydia Parker, and cast members Christy Meyer, Lance Fuller, and Maria Teresa Creasy. Unfortunately, Corey English had to leave before we started recording, so uh, he wasn't there, but uh, he was missed. Thank you for listening, but before we go, just a quick reminder to say that if you like this episode, or indeed any of our episodes of the Curtain Call podcast, please go to whichever streaming platform you use and leave a rating and review. It really does help, and it helps others like you find the podcast. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on all the socials at John Schwab, J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. And lastly, I'd like to just give a big thank you to the entire team of Maybe, Probably, which opens on the 20th of September, 2022, and runs through the 15th. 15th of October at London's Old Red Lion Theatre. Grab your tickets at oldredlientheatre.co.uk. Thank you for listening. Speak to you soon and stay safe. Bye. ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.